Welcome to The Robinson Show, everybody. I'm your host, Ed Robinson, and we've got a great show for you. We have health and fitness professional, Tanisha Craig. She talks about what you need to do to keep your body in shape, all that and more. But first, here's Lauren Williams with your financial tip. This is Lauren Williams of Work Winning, and here's your money tip. People often ask me how you set up your savings, how you get savings. You know, they say, I just, I don't have anything left over at the end of the month to save. Well, money tip of the day is pay yourself first. Your savings is something that should be a priority. I often tell my clients, uh, it's similar to the airplane. They always tell you, put your oxygen mask on first. It's the same thing when it comes to your savings. You want to pay yourself first. That means when you get your paycheck, you look at it and you say, what part of this belongs to me? What part belongs to my future? What part belongs to my goals? And you put that money aside. Um, It's even better if you can automate that savings immediately. Um, So it's coming right out of your paycheck and into your savings account so that you don't even see it, don't have to plan to put it aside. And then you work with what's left over. So often we prioritize saving as the last thing to do once all the bills are paid and everything else is done. But if you say saving is a priority for me and I'm going to pay myself first, you'll be able to figure everything else out with the money that's left over. So that is your money to pay yourself first. Available now on audiobook format, Flying High to Victory, a recap of the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles season. Follow the Eagles on their triumphant journey as you witness players such as Carson Wentz, Nick Foles, Torrey Smith, Jay Ajayi, Nelson Aguilar, and Zach Ertz. Pick up your copy of Flying High to Victory, available for digital download on audiobook at bandcamp.com, cdbaby.com, and nimbit.com. Welcome to The Robinson Show, everybody. I'm your host, Ed Robinson. Health and fitness is something that I am extremely passionate about. I have a health and fitness instructor that is going to give you some ways to stay in shape. And also, we'll talk to her about her life and what she's done so far throughout her career. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Tanisha Craig on the program. Tanisha, welcome to The Robinson Show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be a part of The Robinson Show. This is a great opportunity to share fitness and health. That's definitely the reward that I don't take lightly. So I'm so excited that you had me a part of this talk show. All right. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. Where did the journey start for you? Well, it started about five years ago, the business, um, Extreme Life Fitness. I wanted to always own my own business, but I wanted to do something that I loved, that was my passion. And one of my passions was physical health, physical fitness. I loved being in the gym. I loved running. But I want to go a step further and create my own business and impact other women like myself. So I saw the need for that in the city of Baton Rouge, which is where I'm located. And from there, I got certified in New Orleans and never looked back. So um, I am the the founder of Extreme Life Fitness. And then also, I am the founder of Louisiana Fit Chicks. Louisiana Fit Chicks is my nonprofit organization and it's an event that happens every year in the month of June and it's a big women's health and fitness expo and um, that's just one of the main events that I do under that umbrella but my biggest thing is impacting women impacting people to live a healthier lifestyle to live longer to see their children's children live Um, this fitness thing goes beyond how many pounds you can lose we're talking about a generational behavior that we want to create in our community 
to be healthy, to live longer. So this has definitely been a reward for me the past five years. Tell the listening audience out there about your life growing up. Well, I am a Louisiana native. Um, I'm actually from North Louisiana. I'm from Leesville, Louisiana. That's by Alexandria. But I've been in Baton Rouge for about 12 years. And it's no secret that Louisiana is an obese state. Um, We love our food. We love our fried chicken. We love our gumbo. We love everything fattening and full of grease. It's no, it's no secret. So there's a lot of, a lot of room to improve in the way we cook our meals and in the way we prepare our food. Um, Louisiana is definitely a state that needs to grow when it comes to eating healthier and living longer. Um, like I said, this community. We just need to be exposed to different options of eating healthy and being healthy and what that really looks like. And so with my company, I've probably impacted over 100 ladies as far as personal training. But like I said, that's why I was so urged to do Louisiana Fit Chicks in the year of 2014 because I wanted to impact more than my clients. So every year I go to a different city in Louisiana and I do the the free expo for women. So this culture, we got to step it up when it comes to what we eat, how we prepare the food we eat. Um, I can definitely see that that is the the stigma, is adding the grease, adding the salt, adding different things of that nature. And that's just living in the South. But there's that's no excuse if we want to live longer in today's world. So You're absolutely right about that. I want to piggyback off what you said about us living here in Louisiana. You know, we have so many uh, cultural treasures, and certainly one of our cultural treasures is food. And food really unites us here in the state of Louisiana, but it also can have its misfortunes if we're not careful about how we handle it and how we do it properly. But I want to go on to talk about what was your introduction to sports? Were you involved in sports growing up, whether it be through the uh, school system or through uh, the Parks and Recreation Department? I love sports. I, I grew up playing basketball, running track, um, being a part of every extracurricular activity you can think of. I was in the band. I did stuff year-round. And that's a big thing when it comes to generational health, getting our kids involved. We live in a society that's social media-based, that's based on these game systems and kids staying inside. I mean, the culture has changed even in our kids. So, you know, one thing I tell families, in order to get your families healthy, you have to be the example. Mom and dad, what are you doing to incorporate your children in the healthy lifestyle? So um, growing up, I did everything year-round. All of my siblings, we did something year-round that kept us active, Um, whether that be cheerleading, dance, soccer, baseball. There's so many outlets for children. And that can kind of really break that generational curse of obesity that we see in kids as young as six, seven years old. So, um, yeah, that, that, so I was exposed to being active at a very early age. Okay, I want to talk about black women in the fitness industry. As you mentioned earlier, we're in the social media era, and we see a lot of black women stepping up in the forefront into the fitness industry you being an African American woman, where do you what do you bring to the table in terms of the fitness industry? Because there's so many out there that are have a certain look or offering a, a different service or offering the same services. But what do you bring to the table as an African American woman in the fitness industry? Well, I'm so glad you asked that because I had the opportunity to work with one of the most 
prominent African-American women fitness trainers, I would say, in this time, and that is the Black Girls Workout too. They're based out of Atlanta, and I had an opportunity to work with them for this year Essence Festival. And one that I, one thing that I really took away from them is that they told me this didn't happen overnight. They've been in the fitness industry for 20 years, 20 years. And she told me that there's still room to grow. We're not everywhere. Due to, con- due to contrary belief, we're not everywhere. You can walk into Walmart and you will not see a black face on a DVD. You can go in your Walmart today. There's not many black authors, and that's what made me really push to become an author this year. And I'll talk about that in a moment. There aren't black females in mainstream. There really aren't. And, you know, it's time for us to be represented in this field. Um, There are people sprouting out, like you said, on social media, but I'm talking about a real impact. We need to be on the shelf. We're not on the shelf in our Walmarts, in our major department stores. And so for me to have the opportunity to meet the uh, Black Girls Workout 2 over the summer and kind of really get that wisdom from her and say, hey, we've been in here 20 years strong, and, you know, we've made progresses. But there's so much more that we have to even just tap into. So that keeps me motivated. I get excited when I meet other black female trainers like myself or just women of color. Um, there's room for us. But we have to work harder. That's like in any, any industry. There's room. But we gotta. there's some ceilings that we have to break through. And like I said, I mean, you can go in Barnes & Nobles. There's not a black woman's face. You won't see them. If you do, it's far and in between. So that's really what motivated me to really push this book. I'll be releasing a book this fall. It is done. So um, I hope to come back on your show and talk about the book. But we gotta we got to get in different avenues. Um, there's only a few of us. There's only a few of us as far as a global standpoint. Um, there's only a few of us, and I'm happy to see more locally. I've seen more regionally. But we need to really break those ceilings as far as I said at big department stores and Barnes and Nobles and Walmart. They have the same two or three female Caucasian trainers. So it's definitely room for us to grow. I want to stay on the topic just for a moment. Have you had an opportunity to meet Donna Richardson? Not yet. And I know her as a great. Yes. Donna Richardson is, I mean, she's a pioneer. But who's after Donna? You know? Yeah, not many. Um, it's, it's not it's, it's not many, and I'm and trust me, I'm in this field. So Donna Richardson has paved the way, but the thing is, for me, I'm not only going to pave the way, but I'm going to turn around and see who else I can pick up to come the same way. You know, a lot of times we make it to a certain level of, of success, and we don't we fail to turn around and pull somebody up to that level that we just made or accomplished. And that's the big thing for me here in Baton Rouge and even in Louisiana. Every time that I do the Louisiana Fit Chicks, I'm not training. I seek out trainers that are new faces, that are new to the community, and I give them the opportunity on that platform. I don't see that. Um, I don't see that happening like it should, you know, and I think that's a big part. We have to uplift other trainers, other black female trainers, um, in order for us to really get on that national level. There's the stigma with black women in fitness. 
there's a saying that goes and I, and I and I really hate this. And I know you've heard this a lot, Tanisha, but the reasons why black women will not go to the gym because they're afraid of getting their hair wet or it's just it's just ridiculous. Have you come across instances like this? Of course, of course. <laughs> I mean, those are all excuses. We are serious about our hair. Trust me, I, I am, too. But guess what? That's all temporary. I mean, you can get it done. I mean, it is hard to manage. I'll admit it is hard to manage, but there's so many epidemics going on and so many diseases we're fighting as black women. Baby, you need just get some braids. I mean, there, there. That's just one excuse <laughs> not. That's just one another excuse not to do what you need to do. So, I hear it, but people make a way. People I have so many clients that have braids and extensions now because it's a part of their lifestyle, and that's just a small issue, but. No, compared to having high blood pressure, pre-diabetes, pre-thyroid conditions that we're fighting as young women of color, that's that's a small, small scheme in the bigger picture. But yes, I hear that from time to time. Okay, well now let's go on to about the importance of working out and eating right. A lot of people that are wanting to get fit and stay in shape, a lot of them either have the working out part right, but they don't have the eating right part down pat or it's vice versa. Can you tell our audience out there the importance of working out and eating right and how they go hand in hand? Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a partnership. It's a marriage. I mean, you, can, you can't be in the gym four or five times a week and then you're still eating potatoes at night just because you're hungry. Like, that can't, that can't, that, that's not going to coexist. Or you can't be eating so clean and then you're weak and you don't have endurance. So I meet people all the time that are vegans or whatever, or they they eat really, really clean, but they do no physical activity. They're still weak. They, they're not strong. They're not used to their full capacity. And then there's people that work out at the gym five, six times a week, and they're still the same size that they were in February. It's a partnership. You can't do the other without the other. You've got to learn how to balance both. Nutrition in my book is 80%. 80% is nutrition. 20% is the work, is the workout. The real work is in the kitchen. So a lot of people, they'll be in the gym all day, all night, but they're still eating horribly. They're still eating late at night. Calorie intake, portion control, making different two or three different trips to the buffet. I mean, there's small different things that you can do to implement your dieting, your dietary needs. So it's a relationship but my diagram would definitely say 80% nutrition, 20% physical activity. I want to continue on what you said about the diet part. You mentioned that the majority of the work is done in the kitchen and not in the gym. The four-letter word that's, um, <laughs> I like to say, is the work of the devil. But the four-letter word that people, sw- some people swear by is D-I-E-T, diet. People, people, people say that vegan works some people say vegetarian works. Some people say the paleo diet works. Some people may say, well, if you just go on a, the South Beach diet, I want to hear your take on diets. I am probably one of the most natural clients you'll meet. I recommend, it depends on your goals. I have consultations with my clients before we meet. If you're on a weight loss journey, I'm going to tell you you shouldn't be eating over 1,200 calories a day. And that's pretty slim. That means it's full of green, greenery food, vegetables, and sometimes you're not eating meat. And if you are eating meat, it's very lean. 
no fried foods. It depends on what you're trying to do. But if you're a weight loss client, I usually tell you to eat between 1,000 and 1,200 calories per day. Um, everyone needs to have the fruits and the vegetables. Um, water, water intake is big. Um, eating, not eating after a certain time. So there's actually disciplines. I teach more discipline than anything versus how much of this you should eat, how much of that you should eat. I like teaching a lot of disciplines because these are things that's going to stick with you. We go on to the next topic where you talk about nutrition and discipline. Food deserts have been a big problem in a lot of inner city communities across the country. We see where a lot of our neighborhoods have the fast food restaurants and the, the gas stations, but we see little to no grocery stores or any farmers markets in the neighborhoods. Are you pushing the fight to have to improve getting rid of those food deserts in our neighborhoods and to put more holistic markets or, or uh, farmers markets in neighborhoods? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's that's a big part. That's a more economical issue that is huge in our inner cities, even in our rural cities. I mean, it's not present. Uh, having a better choice, having an option in your food is not is not prevalent, like you said, in the in the more um, less fortunate communities. That that's the economic issue, and that's no secret. Um, you know, you shouldn't have to drive twenty miles to your nearest market, and so that's a bigger issue than fitness. But it, it's a part of the entire equation of eating right and being healthier if you don't have those options accessible to you. So, uh, yes, I am involved with a group here in Baton Rouge that works on things like that and, and um, revising different areas in the community. So that, that's, that's important. It is. And it's a fight that happens all across the country, like you said. Okay, now you mentioned earlier about a book that you have coming out this fall. Tell the listening audience out there about the book that uh, you're going to be planning to release. Right. Um, I'm definitely excited about this book. Um, it's a long time coming. And one thing I wanted to do before I told people how to lose 5, 10, 20, 30 pounds, I wanted to do a book on the mind. I wanted to do a book that was going to give you confidence, give you the tools that you need to believe in yourself. So that has nothing to do with weight, but it has everything to do with your mental weight. And that means your mental stamina, your mental endurance. So this book is actually called Fearfully and Wonderfully Made, 10 Affirmations on Body Image. So this book literally is an easy read it's a journal you'll be able to do your reflections but i give 10 affirmations on your body and it's just things that you can say to yourself throughout the day and then i also give testimonials of different things that i experience and i tell people all the time health is not a size health is not a weight number health is loving yourself being confident so this book, you'll be able to really read deep into the affirmations, speak those things into your life, and then come out stronger, more confident, loving who you are. And so that was really a big thing for me. Is the first book that I wrote, I wanted to really grab the mind of the person because it's no secret, you can be any size and be depressed. You can be any weight and still be unhappy. So I wanted to make the first book really about your mind and who you are inside. Okay, awesome. So now, do you have any future projects that you're currently working on? Just that. That's the biggest one. Um, I'll probably, the website is up, TanishaCraig.com. You cannot purchase it, but you can see 
um, the cover and everything of the book. That's the biggest thing. Um, I just finished Mississippi Fit Chicks with a good girlfriend of mine. We just did that this past weekend. I plan to launch Alabama Fit Chicks and Georgia Fit Chicks in the upcoming weeks and months in preparation. So I'm excited about that. I really want to have the whole Southern Belt um, experience Fit Chicks like we do in Louisiana. So those are my next few projects is establishing Alabama Fit Chicks and Georgia Fit Chicks and um, the book. Okay, great. So for our listening audience out there, where can they find you on social media and your website? Yeah, the website is TanishaCraig.com. They can find me on any social media, Tanisha Craig. I'm on, on Instagram. They can just look up my name, Tanisha Craig. My business is Extreme Life Fitness. So I'm on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So they can just search Tanisha Craig and I'll be there. Well, you heard it from her. She's a fitness and health professional. She's someone that's making sure not only your body's right, but also your mind and soul is right as well. Tanisha Craig. Tanisha, thank you so much for being on The Robinson Show. We've got to get you back on later on in the in the fall so you can talk more about the book, okay? Yes, thank you so much for having me. We'll have more of The Robinson Show right after this. You stay tuned. Available now on audiobook format, Flying High to Victory, a recap of the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles season. Follow the Eagles on their triumphant journey as you witness players such as Carson Wentz, Nick Foles, Torrey Smith, Jay Ajayi, Nelson Aguilar, and Zach Ertz. Pick up your copy of Flying High to Victory, available for digital download on audiobook at bandcamp.com, cdbaby.com, and nimbit.com. Don't forget to follow the Sports Talk with Friends Facebook page and tune into the Sports Chatter Show every Friday at 7 p.m. on blogtalkradio.com. Fridays at 7 p.m. on the Sports Chatter Show on Blog Talk Radio. That's going to do it for this week's show. I'm yours truly, Ed Robinson. And remember, put God first in everything you do and you can't go wrong. Until next time, stick to the script. I'm out. Peace. Available now on audiobook format, Flying High to Victory, a recap of the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles season. Follow the Eagles on their triumphant journey as you witness players such as Carson Wentz, Nick Foles, Torrey Smith, Jay Ajayi, Nelson Aguilar, and Zach Ertz. Pick up your copy of Flying High to Victory, available for digital download on audiobook at bandcamp.com, cdbaby.com, and nimbit.com.